This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Back, it's the Laurie and Julia show. My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Thank you so much for joining us. Do check out the podcast. You know, we put those up after the show. If you can't listen, they can always check out the podcast. Really, uh, really quite a treat for a pop culture Jeopardy and finish the lyrics to the song segment of the show today was we were excellent. entertaining beyond words. Well, well I mean, you know. what we learned is most people. Unless they are devoted of one certain, like maybe I know more Madonna lyrics than sure. We know the chorus. I know Barbara Streisand lyrics a little bit, but we know choruses. Choruses. You're one hundred percent right. That's why rap music has been very Very difficult difficult for me to get our hands around. Really, it's so fast and it's so wordy. Oh my! There's not long, like like you know, guitar solos or something. You know, they're very wordy. Those songs. Yeah, they really are. Yes. Um, Did you watch Andy last night? He had the gal from Broadchurch on Ileana. Douglas, she, not, she not, was Glazer, not, not Broad Church, Broad City, Broad, Broad City. City. I knew yeah. it was she something. was. <laughs> that would be Olivia Coleman, Broad yeah. Church. She was hysterical. She's very funny. And then Kathleen Turner, everybody's favorite Broad. Right, and she, the, what was funny about the other woman was she's so in love with Kathleen Turner Turn. and everything. Kathleen, oh, bravo. Bravo. Oh, <laughs> everything Kathleen Turner said, she was just like dying. Yes, of course. Oh my gosh, I'm here with Kathleen Turner. It was yeah. so, that to me was so it was so cute. Because Kathleen Turner, I think, has been in the clubhouse with Andy. And maybe. she's been in our studio. Yes, she has. Yes, and we had a good conversation with we her. We did. Yes, we did. Yeah, and it, like she's kind of intimidating because she was like yes, a big time movie star. movie star. In the 80s and 90s. I mean, she just was like... Everything. She was... So beautiful. I mean, Casey and I, like maybe six months ago, rewatched Body Hurt. It was winter, which was like probably yes. whenever. So whenever that was, and we watched it to see if that movie held up. With William, William Hurt. Hurt oh. it, that movie holds up. Still sexy. Or kind of film noir, yeah. sexy, Absolutely. whodunit. Yeah. And I think, you know, Romancing the Stone, I will yep. watch that anytime Whenever I see that. Whenever it's on, and it's not on often. often enough. Often enough. And then Pritzi's Honor, Moonlight. She's in the Kaminsky Method, the oh, new in season. season two. Well, yeah. she's got, I like that, that Michael Douglas yeah, is producing right. that, his longtime friend. Well, let's let's take a listen. Whoa, what in the world is coming out? She, because uh, speaking of Matthew Perry and Friends, yes. She fam- was on Friends. Well, she famously plays Matthew Perry's uh, Chandler Bing's father. Yes. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Remember? Oh my God. Yeah. She plays the father. She's a straight woman playing a dra- transgender. So here we go. And my question is for the Kathleen Turner. What? Yes. Miss um, Jessica Rabbit. Yes. Um, I just want to ask her, how much did she love playing Chandler's father on Friends? That was quite groundbreaking. Well, yes. And, of course, I wouldn't do it now because I, there would be real people able <laughs> yes, to do it. Yes, But um, at the time... The, one of the co-creators of Friends, I was doing a one-woman show based on Tallulah Bankhead. Uh-huh. And he came up to see the show in San Francisco and uh, came backstage and said, you have to play Chandler's dad. And I thought, okay, let me think now. Um, a woman playing a man. Right. Playing a woman. Right. I haven't done that. Right. <laughs> so I said, yes. That's great. Yeah. How many? You, you, were in, you were in quite a few episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. Through, I think a four or five. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it was an iconic part, and it was really ahead of its time. I mean, it was... It's, I it's, think he still calls me dad. <laughs> <laughs> and she's starting to sound like Har- Harvey... Harvey Firestein. Firestein. Yeah. But she... It was because I think... This, she's on she steroids. She's steroid. on... She takes some kind of steroid because she has severe rheumatoid arthritis. arthritis. And it changed her voice, like, at the... Changed like her voice back. and changed her weight. And yeah, yeah. Well, she always had a very husky voice. Yes, she, she did. did yes, okay, let's yes. play the next one. Yeah, the dad's name was Charles. Charles, Bing. yeah. Oh, Charles that's just Bing. so funny. All right, here we go. Come on. I do have a speed round of questions of challenging experiences from your past. Oh, okay. Gorgeous. Prior to acting, <laughs> what was your know. worst job? Well, uh, my worst job, I was a temp at a Jewish travel agency oh. during Passover season. And everyone was talking to me in Yiddish. Sorry. Oh my God! Sorry. And they were all going to Florida, right? Sorry. It was um, tough. Sorry. What uh, What is the most embarrassing thing you've ever been caught doing in your trailer? I'm never telling anyone that. Okay. <laughs> you told me in 2012 on this show. You said that uh, Bill Hurt was your absolute best on-screen kiss. What was your worst on-screen kiss? Oh, that have to be Burt Reynolds. <laughs> What film was that? Uh, Switching Channels. Really? I remember that movie. It was he sucks. (laughs) Why? What? He just. Well, I had rehearsed with Michael Caine. Yeah, I was supposed to do the film with Michael Caine. Good choice, right? Yes. Well, Michael Caine got caught on Jaws four. Okay. The shark kept breaking down. Yeah. And so I was pregnant, and I had a stop date. Okay. But he did not. Right. So we shot everything we could without him, and then finally the producer went and hired Bert. And he, face. and he couldn't kiss. Bert, what's his face? Not a good kiss. Now with that mustache, come on. Wow. He, he's dead, Bert, what's his face? I And you know, <laughs> and when she kisses William Hurt and Body oh. Heat, it oh. seemed like they were really kissing and enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Weren't they in the, wasn't, weren't both of them in the accidental tourists then too? I feel like William. She, that was Gina Davis yeah, in Gina the Davis. accidental tourists. Oh, okay. So, she okay. Was, yeah. She was, she's just, she's, she's so, she she's has zero. I love her. I love she her. She doesn't give she a flying, you know I what? I love that. Here we go. Let's play another one. It is time for Outside the Actors Studio. Okay. Kathleen, what was your first concert that you ever went to? Oh, let me think now. Does Tchaikovsky count? Yes. Oh, I'll take it. Okay. Okay. Being, oh. Yeah, first. First piano concerto B flat minor. Wow. What celebrity was the first celebrity to that you had a crush on? Richard Chamberlain. Richard Chamberlain. I saw him on stage when I was growing up in London in high school. He was doing 
Um, the lady's not for burning, I think it was a, a swashbuckling pirate character. Yes. You are so I had no smart. idea he was gay, you know. Yes. Yeah. I know he broke, and then so he was smart. in the Thornbirds, and then everyone found out that. Well, he took me a long time until I worked with him, and he just said, you know. I'm gay. By the way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've like, always been. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's the most story. embarrassing nickname you've ever been given? Kathy. Kathy, you do not. <laughs> don't even, really? Don't even think of it. Really? You do not care for Kathy. Right. Oh, I won't. I won't. What is your most okay. irrational pet? Oh, people who say like all the time. Okay. Okay, I thank you for playing. <laughs> Oh, oh, she was Kathy. And then I don't know if we have the cut. Do we have more cuts? Michael Douglas. Oh, she yeah, talks yeah. about okay. Michael Douglas. Here oh, we go. God, she's uh, so funny. What is your fondest uh, memory of working with Michael Douglas? Fondest memory oh, of working with gosh. Michael. We've had so much fun. But it, it was never just Michael. It was always Michael and Danny and me. Yes. So we were kind of like a little club. Yeah. You know, and I was, they let me be one of the guys. Yeah. Which is always fun. Yeah. Um, I suppose some of the stuff in, in Mexico, yeah, because I grew up in South America, and they really needed a Spanish-speaking person. Oh, right. Oh, well, like they maybe got, they got, got him out of jail. Oh no, I, yeah. I think got him think out of jail. It, you yeah. know, well, oh, the War of the Roses. Oh, I hated that movie. Though. I did too. I but hated that movie. That was that movie. Like, people, I know, but people went to it. It was a good movie. Let's play the next one where she talks about Sharon Stone. Okay. My question is for Kathleen, and I wanted to know if there's anything that she has ever turned down or has ever done that she's wished she had not in her career, because she is an icon. Turned turn down uh, many things, none of which I have regretted. I will tell you about one, okay. that I was on the phone, my agent called, I was home with it, then my, I suppose he was my fiancé. Uh, and it was, um, they were offering me the role in um, Solomon's Minds, yeah? Okay. Uh, with Richard Chamberlain, by the by. Oh, wow. Anyway, I, but I had read the script, and it was terrible. And so I said, all right, I said, fine. Just tell them I won $5 million. And he, there was this pause, and he went, well, they started there. I went, okay, then tell them no. Just tell them no. Right. And I hung up, and my fiance said, did, did you just... Did you just turn down $5 million? Right, I said, right. yeah, but the film sucks, you know. <laughs> and I was right. I'm going to, now Lord. I need to Google and find out who took that part. Sharon Stone. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. How funny is that? That is good, good tea. Kathleen Turner. Wow. She has a million stories. <laughs> she, she, and I like how frank she is. And yeah. the one that. The one thing that she said, you know, because someone called in and said, is there any, you know, thing that you kind of wish? And she goes, I wish I wasn't so serious. I take, I took everything too seriously. People, you know, I'm, I want to be more fun. Yeah. So I want to be lighter. Yeah. You know, and I, and like you said, Michael um, Douglas, who she did have a very torrid affair with during yeah, Reminding the Stone. Yeah, she did. And Michael Douglas's then wife, Deanna, flew down to Mexico and demanded her to stop. Because they had and the them kid. to stop. And yes. she did stop. She did stop. Yeah. And then they stayed friends. Right. And I like it that he's cast her in the Kaminsky Method, which is a Netflix show with Alan Arkin. And it's just funny. charming. It's, yeah. it's just funny. It's, it's funny. It's kind of like it reminds me of like the male version of Grace and Frankie. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah, that's a good comparison. You know, kind of 
it's yeah. the friendship between these two old farts who've known each other forever. forever. Yeah. She was and so good in Peggy Sue Got Married. Yes. You guys love that with Nicholas Cage. That was Cage. a nice... It was a good quirky really? movie. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Quirky one. But yeah. anyway, yeah, she gives good couch. She's great. Did you ever watch on Netflix Ver- or Veronica Mars? No, it's on Amazon. Or Hulu. It's on Hulu. Did you ever not watch that? Oh, it was so good. And I, Lori, the I'm opening it scene, it's Logan coming out of the I need water. To, I need to watch practically. it. Practically. <laughs> I need to watch it. But uh, the dude, you know, Rob Thomas, he's yes. he said there's no more. No more? No, I don't think so. Mm. There's no plans for a fifth season or anything. That's so. fine. That's okay. There's been enough. Yeah, if there, I could have oh, watched one more. What, really, Lori? After I, I watched really? that Hulu one, I really liked it. I was like, oh, tell me there's going to be one more. Damn. Okay, listen, we'll be right back. We got the dirt alert. This is a My Talk dirt alert. All right, here we go, Holly. Let's do Hi. it. Let's get our Wednesday first snowy one of the season. Here we are, right back here in it. It's like we blinked and. What month are we in? November. I have that thought. I, what day. I know it does feel yes. later, doesn't it? Yes. I'm like, I don't know where we are in time and space, but I do know that it's time for the 520 Dirt Alert. And there we're going to we go. start off with Camila Cabello and Sean Mendez going to a tattoo parlor in Los Angeles, getting tattoos together. Now, these tattoos are not commemorating their relationship together. They're two separate tattoos, but it's Camilla's very first tattoo. So well, that's I, a big deal. Okay, but it's on the inside of her pinky that's where finger. I would get it's it. the, the least conspicuous place on your body. I just love it. It says it's a mystery. And allegedly, that's a quote from Shakespeare in Love. Which who would know that? And she must have let us know that because well, no yes. one was Googling that. We found that out because Sean Mendez put it on his Instagram story and it says Shakespeare in love Ugh. and he tagged Camila Cabello. You know some intern in one of their um very, people's departments came up with that like one. That someone did that for I them. know, isn't it? Just think how much fun they're having on this fake romance. Uh, Wouldn't you love to have a fake romance with somebody to advance your career? I mean if it was like with your permission. With my permission as well. As long as the person is fun to hang out with, and you know they're not too hard on the eyes to no, look they at, are not. then that's fine. Yeah. Then, and uh, Sean Mendez got a little A, a letter A <laughs> on the back of his ear, little letter A for the man, Sean Mendez. It's a tribute to his 16 year old sister, Aaliyah. All so, right. Well, there, there you go. go. Hey, All right. I'll tattoo my initial on the back of my ear, man. Wow, what a tribute. <laughs> Just brotherly love right there. Now, so in other Camila Cabello news. <laughs> it she, is, really. I yeah. know. She announced that she is going on tour next year, that her album's going to be out in December, and she's got a new song out this Friday. She does. Yes, yeah. she does. All right. So she is a modern gal on the go. Well, her little fifth harmony. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, ex-partner, you know, is still spinning away on Dancing with the Stars. Yes, she is. Allie something yes, or other. Yes, she is. Oh, my goodness. She's a former, you know, Fifth Harmony. Mm-hmm. Uh, Camilla Cabello, I guess, and Harry Styles have a lot in common. They're, they're both the, the leads that spun right, off. Right, right, right. Exactly. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to a story that's the lead on DailyMail.com, talking about Halle Berry and these new legal documents that Radar Online obtained about uh, her custody arrangement with her ex gabriel aubrey remember the model that she was in with about 10 years ago so this is all the way back to 2011 uh he is the father of her daughter nala and these documents are pretty mm, hard to kind of consume is this stuff from uh did it just like the somebody a petition for well, it or it's no longer sealed because it's kind of, it seems like a real I privacy feel like thing. this is a privacy thing too because it's all about the little girl but this is all seems to be the dirt on him well this is the dirt on it was him. ugly i do uh, remember that yeah these legal documents are from 2011 during their custody battle where halle berry wanted to bring her daughter nala to france because remember she was in a relationship with french actor olivier martinez oh that last that we uh, knew wasn't yeah, gonna last right okay exactly and he was fighting it. Yes. So among the claims that Halle Berry is making in this custody battle is that she reported that he used racial epitaphs during their relationship in addition to displaying bias by refusing to recognize their daughter as biracial. Halle Berry also discussed Gabriel's past sexual relationship with a member of his family, contending that the emotional damage from the situation ruined her and Aubrey's sex life, saying that they basically had sex less than three times per year after being together for a year. Oh, my God. When did they have the... Why wouldn't you... Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, and Halle Berry said that Aubrey failed to deal with their issues, saying that he refused to either recognize or accept responsibility for these issues. Instead, he criticized my body in ways which are very demeaning to women. And I finally convinced him to go to a joint therapist to address the issues. Halle Berry claiming that Gabrielle Aubrey admitted to having a sexual relationship with a member of his family during the time he was bouncing between foster homes so pretty serious uh things being revealed in these legal documents so they she ended up not moving to france that is correct they settled in 2014 halle berry had to pay gabrielle aubrey sixteen thousand dollars a month in child support along with retroactive payments and had to reimburse his legal fees. She didn't really have a leg to stand on as far as taking the kid no, to France. Of course Usually, not. appearance, if it's no, a 50 50 thing, you gotta be. The horrible lady that lost it, our gal from uh, Gossip Girl. Remember her? French oh, guy yes. took the kids. Well, yeah. that, and a little, little different because the father was from a different country where Helen right. Berry just wanted to move to a different country. Right, that's right. true. To that's be true. with the boyfriend. Right. So, yeah. Uh, let's move on to Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, Kensington Palace, excuse me, Buckingham Palace, confirming that the couple is going to be spending the holidays with Meghan's family. Now, People.com says that she's probably going to be in Los Angeles. Meghan, Harry, baby Archie, Doria Raglan, uh, Meghan Markle's mother, Still lives in the Los Angeles area, and they said Buckingham Palace that the Queen has given her blessing for Harry to go and spend the holidays with the in-laws. You cannot believe the pearl clutching that's happening across the pond, Royal Rift. Even though the Queen and Buckingham Palace has blessed this, 
Yes. They've spent the last two winters there. She wants to be, be with, with her mom. She's got a new baby. She wants to be with her mom totally. I, and the brothers don't get along right now. It would be so uncomfortable. Why would well, you want to Well, the brother, stay? William, goes. They do. They do. They split it between Buckleberry and Sandringham. Or yeah. They're it. with the Middletons. And then yeah. also just think about all the other royal cousins. Uh, Zara Phillips has a unroyal in-law. Right. Set, and I'm sure yeah. she probably hangs out with them, too. So I, they said... In Buckingham Palace, in their statement about this decision, that it's in line with precedent set previously by other members oh, of the royal family. They're like Megan's estranging everybody in the royal family. It's They've like, gotta ha- stop it. have they never no. heard of that? Uh, you know, the going sharing holidays. Yeah. Yeah, you want to spend it with your family, and you have those discussions with your significant other during. Can the, we go this year on Archie's? Right. You know, and yep. the Queen has had how many grandchildren? A lot. Great grandchildren. <laughs> a again. lot. Well, and also, too, when you have children, you want to share your family history with them. And her family history happens to be in Los Angeles. Yeah. She's born and raised in L.A. Harry's probably kind of excited to go to oh, L.A. If, oh, be warm God. over the holidays yes. and just be out of. Ah, <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be wonderful. Do you think they like rent a house or something? They get some whole new situation. They're not going to stay with Doria or do they stay with Doria and they just do the royal security protocol? Because remember, he used to go visit Megan in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. And, and they, they would just hold and up just and no one would ever know else. what was yes. going on. I'm just curious if they because every the paparazzi, they know where she lives in. Yeah. Silver Lake or wherever she lives. I would imagine that they would be renting a house, but wouldn't it be wonderful to just go and rent a house maybe at Lake Arrowhead or go to Tahoe and have a nice yeah. Yeah, holiday with mom and the everybody. baby? Oh, yeah, for fun. yeah really yeah. from everybody. Mm-hmm. So not controversial. And finally, Demi Lovato has a new boyfriend. His name is Austin Wilson. She's an Instagram official with this guy. Oh, good. She, so that was just a little fun with the uh, Bachelor guy. Remember the Bachelor guy who yes. kissed and told about her? Okay. Right. So he's a model. He has tattoos. And according to Page Six, he likes to change his hairstyle a lot. So best of luck to them. Have fun, Demi. Right. That's yes. what I say. Have fun. Oh, gosh. Isn't that funny? Are we having fun on the roads today? Or is it probably go slow going a little bit, I'm thinking? Just, earlier this afternoon, we've had a lot of spun out vehicles. So just take your time. I okay. don't think that it's too bad out there, but you know, just to keep a lot of space in between you and the car. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. Seemed appropriate, it, d- it did, because yeah, guess one. what, you guys? The Crown Season 3 is about to drop on Netflix. Yes, it is. And I give you this headline from Across the Pond. Princess Anne, the rather frisky filly, first of all, can we say sexist, today our hardest working royal has a reputation as formidable as her hairdo, but as the crown will lay bare, Princess Anne was at one time society's most sought after beauty. Oh, yes, she was. Yes, she was. I guess I did not know this because I, I think of... Princess Anne is the Princess Anne of like the last 20 years, which has been the hardest working royal who loves horses, who has an updo, wears brocade, seems to be close to her mom, but is in no way, I I never realized, um, because she does the most 
official engagement. Yes, she does. 518, even more the queen. So anyway, I never have thought about her. And even from the queen, how fabulously beautiful she was, and how we did not, we've not seen Princess Anne in the first two years of the crown. We the kids are really they're little. little, Remember? Oh, I'm thinking of Margaret. Margaret, No, no, this is Princess Anne. Anne. This is Queen Elizabeth's daughter, Prince uh, Charles' sister. Got it. Okay, I had a mom Princess mixed up. Anne. She's the one that you will always see, you know, sitting next to her mother. She's the one who does yes. more engagement. So the crown, which covers the years 1964 to 1977, we are going to see our Princess Anne, our Princess Royal. She's going. To, she's basically going to be depicted as a sexy man-eating woman at the center of an extraordinary love quartet. Ooh. And this is the one where Helena Bottom. Carter is, is playing, playing Princess Margaret, okay, Queen so Elizabeth's so sister. Got it, got Princess it. Princess Anne is the daughter. So. Knockhead. Oh, <laughs> Blackhead. Get it, throw you out. Keep up. So anyway, um, when I read Richard Kay's story, which he got very dishy about Princess Anne, because there are a lot of, there have already been a lot of things on the record, and this is fact about the different people that she had liaison. So if when you read his piece and every time he uses the word dance partner or riding companion and you substitute the word lover, damn, you will come away impressed with Princess Anne's royal game. Because remember, you're at the top of the heat and in, in heap as far as like you can have anyone you want and if you're yeah, gorgeous you you, okay gorgeous too. you're gonna be able to have it so she was that's what that's what you can do when you read richard k when he calls someone a dancing uh partner or riding companion that was somebody she was having having some kind of a relationship and this richard k wrote a new book he's no he's a longtime royal reporter okay across the pond okay he's like for 40 years got it got it he's got been it. covering so he was asked to what are we gonna see in the crown 1964 to 1977 in the new season okay got it and um so in this season we're gonna meet andrew parker bowles who yes. is the polo plane army officer who had a thing with Princess Anne while Princess Anne's brother, Prince Charles, was having a thing with Camilla, who ends up becoming Mrs. Parker Bowles. Do you see? Uh, Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, And then, okay, so for people who are less familiar with the love lives of the Queen's children, Princess Anne was, and some people still say she's got something because, uh, you know, they're at the same events, blah, blah, blah. I don't think they're still having anything. She's married to her second husband, but she was the Colonel Parker Bowles' girlfriend at the same time Charles was first falling for Camilla. Uh-huh. And in one episode, the camera will focus on Anne in bed wearing frilly lingerie and a come-hither look as Parker Bowles walks bare-chested into her room and um, he was considered, this uh, Colonel Andrew Parker Bowles, mm-hmm. he was considered the greatest lover in London Ooh. in the time period of 60s and 70s, like a, a haymaker in bed, Julia. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm going back and looking at some of the pictures of her from that period. Yeah, and um, 
So uh, anyway, he they met at the Royal Lodge, and which is the Queen Mother's home at Windsor. Okay. And she was 20 years old, and he was in the Blues and Royals Regiment, you know, so in a uniform, oh. a noted ladies' man. And up until that point, Anne's boyfriends had been varied, but... At the same time, predictable. Right. Other aristocratic families, people yeah. who went to Eden sure. and the horsey set. And, um, and the so, horsey set, you know that. But yeah. he was more sophisticated. He was teaching her things, as mm-hmm. only an older, a little bit older guy can do. With, and, and also, it helped that his father, Derek, was a longstanding friend of the Queen Mother, and at the time they met, Andrew was dating Camilla, but he was dating other women, including Lady Caroline Percy, the daughter of the Duke of Northumberland, Lady Amabel Lindsay, who was the daughter of Earl of Hardwick. Do you notice love, something? Titles, yes, yes, titles, yes, titles. Yes. But it fizzled out with Anne when Parker was posted to Germany. That was the end of their thing. But the love triangle between Andrew Parker Bowles, Camilla, and Anne has been widely known for years. And it wasn't so much as a love triangle as that Andrew Parker Bowles was chasing every, as they said back then. Every skirt. Every skirt (laughs) he saw. And Camilla was happy to turn a blind eye. And everyone in royal circles knew that Anne and Camilla... Both had eyes for Andrew Parker Bowles. Got it. And then Camilla won... And then she continued to keep Charles, Anne's brother, on the side. Got it. Why got not? It, got it. Well, why and not? apparently this love triangle will feature quite heavily in the crown. Okay. So that should be good. She was slaying dudes constantly. I mean, before she married Phillips, who the guy who became her first husband, her the most it's Princess Anne. Princess Anne and she, with between and after before her fling with Andrew Parker, she dated this guy called Richard Mead, who was a dashing horseman who went on to win three Olympic gold medals. And it was at um a fancy dress party for his son James that Prince Harry was pictured in a Nazi costume like oh, ten yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So to many royal people, they thought this Richard Mead, who was this great horse guy, won a venting, you know, in the Olympics. He was the favorite of Princess Anne for her hand, like as far as approval. Got it, got it, got it, yeah. He was blonde, tall, and handsome, looked like Prince Philip. Um, she also dated um, this polo player. Uh, he was a frequent companion. He, his father trained ponies, and the queen loved him who he was, and he had long hair, and he wore open neck shirt and beads, and they were regulars at all the disco openings sure. that were happening in the London West End. Oh, God, I have to laugh. I know it, isn't it? And then other dance partners, put lover in there, she dated the company, she enjoyed Brian Alexander, who was the... Younger son of World War II hero, Field Marshal Earl Alexander of Tunis. Brian later ran the private Caribbean island of Mystique, which the Royals still use for vacationing Mick Jagger. I think we saw the island featured in the last season. Yes, we we? did. And Princess Margaret's caustic observation about this dance partner was a dear, lovely man, but too wet. What? What? I know. (laughs) That... 
Yeah. He drank too much. Oh. Yeah. oh. And the story, a wet liver. the dance partner we're going to see uh, Princess Anne having a thing with is a dude by the name of Gerald Ward, who is an uh, ex-Calvary officer, went to Eton. He becomes Prince Harry's godfather later down the road. But when Princess Anne dated him, she was like 19 and had just begun her public duties. He was a big landowner, this Gerald Ward, and he enjoyed parachuting and scuba diving and skiing. And he was a veteran of the Cresta Run, which is some hair-raising toboggan track in the Swiss Alps that fancy British people of a certain (laughs) manner will do because their families, I guess, can afford to have them die. But um, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But that romance didn't take off. And um, the polo player, the queen didn't approve of. um, And uh, anyway, she had really, she really had a great, great, Love life and is not the Princess Anne that we know today, but we are going to see this in the crown, and I am excited. Yes, I, uh, yes. The uh, actress who's playing her, Erin Doherty, yeah. talking to the Daily Mail, said it takes an hour and a half to recreate Princess Anne's trademark hairstyle. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was so gorgeous. I'm looking at pictures of her. She was very pretty. And yes. a story that caught, I'll just tell you this real quick, a story that just caused like just a hoo-ha. We don't know if it'll be in it. But uh, Spectator magazine in 1971 had an article, Has Princess Anne Had Sex? And it when was prov- what this year is, is this? 1971. Oh, good lord! And it was just pe- the palace was furious and everything. She just wanted to have fun, you know. She was just a young uh, woman, at just at, with her pick of all kinds of uh, yeah. beautiful guys. She really, she really was quite beautiful. So um, anyway, and uh, Princess Anne really fell for. Camilla Parker Bowles is the guy who she ends up marrying. She was a blondie growing up. Yeah. And many people believed it was revenge that fueled Camilla's determination to seduce Prince Charles. If Andrew was going to have the queen's daughter as his lover, she would have her majesty's son. Hmm. So she did not have to try very hard, but just as, you know. Right. We know from history, but we're going to see all this play out. Right. It's going to be kind of fun. It starts this Sunday. I yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. it does. And Anne is married to her second husband. It didn't. It didn't work out with the first husband, no. Captain Mark Phillips. But but he was beautiful. Anyway, she and Camilla get along now. They both had this man, this yeah. lover in common. It became her husband. But she and Camilla are the same. They're no sense broads who just believe in getting on with things. I love it. So they always have a hoot and a holler. I guess when they're together. How fun! Yeah. So there you go. That was that was Princess good history. And, and well, good just we know what we have to look forward to. Right. Horrid love affairs. Yes. It's not over. <laughs> we'll be back. There's more. Oh, there she is. Okay, so I'm reading the Elton John book, Me. Are you and reading it or is someone reading it to you? I'm not telling. Okay, fine. I feel like that's a personal like question. Do you like it? It started you out, said it was wordy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But the wordiness led me to this chapter that is just extravagant. Okay. And um, so 
basically in the late 60s in England, anyone that was a musician, they all hung out together. The, you know, Roger Townsend, um, uh, Rod Stewart, Elton John, um, Ringo Starr, all those guys, kind of not so much Mick Jagger, um, David Bowie, a little. They all knew each other because they all like hit the... The at club the circuit time. at the same okay. time and would do the Europe circuit at the same Got time. It. So they were all knew each other. But um, one of the things that happened to um, Elton John when he started making money and he was shocked. They were shocked by the success of um, Mad Men for the Water. I think that was the album before um, yeah, Yellow Mad Big Mad Road. Across the water, yeah. Okay. And and so he um, he was just prolific. He would get lyrics from Bernie Taubin and, and he'd get like five a night. And he well, could, we know that from Rocket Man, right, too. And he could write three songs by the time anyone woke up for breakfast. And Rocket Man was one of the three songs he wrote this one day. Okay. And he just could write anything. So he, after we heard, he went to the Tubador, which was his first um, performance in America. And everyone and their mother was there. He traveled the U.S. He went back to England. He just traveled, worked, traveled, worked all right. the time. But so then he meets this um, guy. He's an English director called Brian Forbes. He was a film director, screenwriter, and producer. And his wife was Nanette Newman. And they did like um, the Stepford Wives, Whistle Down the Wind, Fat Cat, all these other old movies. But he was well known. And he had this, Elton just kind of met him and was at, I think they met at a bookstore. It was just random, not through anything. And they started talking to each other. And this man introduced Elton John to art. To books, to and his wife Nanette, who they would travel with, because Elton John had a lover at this time, mm-hmm. and their two kids introduced him to shopping. Oh, so he's a world class shopper. Isn't he he is a world class shopper. But that went in, in tandem before you know he started shopping when he had some money. But before that, he there was never a stink made about him being liking boys. There was never anything about him being flamboyant men, men, men being flamboyant like boys. Yeah, just men being flamboyant like he would go the crazier, the crazier, the costume, the higher, the shields, shoes, everything. At one point, you know, he's working with Bob Mackie and his costumes when he's doing all of his touring. And at one point they had made him these Elton John glasses that would um, light up. And they pinched his nose so hard that when he was singing his concert, he would sing like this. Right. And he said, I, I didn't know what to do, but the whole concert was like that. And just kind of, he's talking about the extravagance and more and more right. and more. And how um, then he's becoming friends with this Brian um, Forbes and his wife, Nanette. Nanette told him, taught him how to shop. So they would party and then go shopping. Oh, fine. So she introduced him to... Out big time labels, big time use of the credit card. Half of it he'd remember, half of it he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. When he would travel with his bags to go back to Europe, his luggage costs were more than the ticket for the extra bags and oh everything. So at one point he remembers waking up and getting, an, I don't know, a communication of probably a letter in the early 70s that he had bought a tram. In a, and it was coming from Australia. Oh, my God. Like a ski tram. Oh, my word. But it had to be delivered <laughs> delivered to his property, which he had bought this property by Brian Forbes. Ringo Starr lived on the block, etc. And it had to be delivered by two helicopters. Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a funicular. Yeah, a funicular. And he thought it was such a great idea when he's buzzed. Right. But then he has it, and then Ringo Starr decides, you know, they're all hanging out in this neighborhood and stuff, and one day, Catherine Hepburn's 
coming over to his house and he looks out the window and he thinks that's Catherine Hepburn and she starts talking like Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. She, Are you Catherine Hepburn? Yes, I am. And I was told by Brian I could come over and use your pool. <laughs> so just they were all and then Ringo Starr wanted to sell his house, but he had a full size um Tyrannosaurus Rex, but I'm not pronouncing that right. Yeah. Close enough. Full size dinosaur. On the property. On the property. Oh my word. And, and they had to get and he, rid of it. He had to get rid of it so John buys it. <laughs> So just talking about all that, and Brian forms or introduce them to just more interesting people. And so at one point, they end up having lunch with Princess Margaret, the Queen's sister. And so they're sitting around at the castle, and all of a sudden, her husband, the Duke of uh, the Earl of Snowden, everyone knew their marriage is trouble, walks in. They're all sitting down. Where the bleep is my dinner? And then everyone kind of quietly went back to their soup. Oh, their soup. <laughs> and and left. But he had so, he has so many rich, delicious stories. All right, here I'll tell you about this. his mom's movie 